0: Welcome to OK Video, home of the cabbage roll. I'm Nathan Rohr, formerly of Rogers Video Store 613. I'm joined as always by Ryan McCullough.
1: Hey there, Ryan here. Uh, not personally a fan of cabbage rolls, but I'm always open to being won over to them. I just think I've never had a really good cabbage roll. Like, people keep talking about that, and I'm like, all right, I'm willing to give this a chance. But I just haven't come across one where I'm
0: like, that's it. That's the one. It's it's not the visual of it being a very log food, which isn't appetizing.
1: That's not even the thing. I'm just saying, like, the taste. I just never enjoyed a, a, a cabbage roll. There's one person I mean, who's made a better one, yeah. but it's not something I'm, like, craving. Ever. It's
0: kind of just meatballs in a cabbage leaf with, like, sauce. And so. then steamed. Well... In the sauce, it's cooked in yeah, the sauce. Yeah, because
1: the cabbage isn't just, you're not just eating cabbage, you're like, it's steamed cabbage, so it has like that different consistency.
0: Well, I, I'm going to boil mine, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's okay. only my second time making them. But anyway, anyways, uh, enough so, German cuisine.
1: Well, anyways, yeah, exactly. I mean, Bratwurst is the is the German cuisine in my mind. But hey, I'm
0: Rouladen, here,
1: dude. I'm here, and, and I'm excited to be watching movies with my friend Nathan.
0: Uh, thank you. Uh, this batch, we're looking at horrifying space scenarios that has nothing to do with Rouladen or Bratwurst or anything, but I don't even think there's a German on our crew in this film. Not, none <laughs> but, of this one, no. No, but it is an international crew uh, in this week's film, Life, directed by Daniel Espinoza and written by the Deadpool guys. Uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, which I think, does that explain why Ryan Reynolds is here? Yes. Or is that fair to say? Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a,
1: there's a trivia nugget that I was going to share. Uh, okay. we get into it. So, but
0: but, yeah, before we get to that, uh, this came out March 24th, 2017. I remember you went and saw it. I did not, uh, in the movie theater. Um, it cost 58 to 62 million, which is a pretty narrow range. That's not too bad as reporting goes. Uh, it pulled in a hundred point five million, which uh isn't exactly a success in modern times. Uh thirty point three of that was on this continent and seventy point two was international. So well,
1: And the key number is Yeah. A movie wants to be successful. A domestic movie wants to be successful domestically. Yeah. Because they can't really rely upon international numbers that get washed by like how collections oh, this work goes in other to countries? this subsidiary yeah, or some other exactly. distribution house so or something. domestic is really like we hear the big numbers cuz it sounds nice, but really at the end of the day domestics what really matters and what really counts. And that's why like Black Panther is such a big deal even though Infinity War came out and made a tons more money, Black Panther was like the big deal because domestically it was like bigger than Infinity War.
0: Yeah, the so. the one I think of is Force Awakens too. That thing pulled in like almost a billion in the united states like it was 900 yeah. million dollars or something domestic yeah. it was crazy. which is
1: like isn't this still the one of the highest like it's,
0: it's one that, of the highest ever yeah, yeah I, I, think, I mean you have to adjust for inflation and that'll take it down but yeah yeah it's but still, it's, it's, it's i still think it is the
1: isn't it still the highest because endgame didn't quite do that it just did really well i think it's the
0: biggest like number posted yeah. but you know inflation yeah, but that's yeah. but
1: inflation inflation's in measure numbers
0: sure yeah i've uh, since i've been a little kid reading box office stuff i've been like mad at gone with the wind because it's like what what are you talking about like it made 11 billion or something in <laughs> fake 30s money what are you talking about and it's like no dude every human in america watched it yeah. or something but like that's some but insane like stat. how
1: movies were released back in those days like they, that also counts, like, multiple years of box office because there was no... just know.
0: kept being in theaters forever. Yeah, and it yeah. kept coming
1: back into the theaters because the only way someone could watch a movie was going in the movie house. That was the only way they could see a movie. Right. And so it's different, right? It's just different.
0: It's just different stats. It's impossible yeah. to compare, but, like, on its face, it just looked, like, insurmountable. I mean, ever. the stat it's that like...
1: I I like is A New Hope has, like, crazy numbers attached to it because... It does, yeah, yeah. But even though it made in its time, it's like four hundred million domestic it made for like nineteen seventy.
0: Well, I think it's like grand total is at least seven hundred or something now. Yeah. But that's re-releases and all sorts of things. Yeah, so I but four hundred
1: million for nineteen seventy seven is a crazy number. Oh yeah. So.
0: I mean, and Jaws and all that. Like that decade was really setting new records every couple years. Well, yeah, the blockbuster, so. right? That was the yeah. Anyways, the... great those those crazy cats. They didn't make this movie. Uh, it made a hundred million, which used to be great. Uh, but as (laughs) you know 100
1: million domestic we were talking about this before the show that like Will Smith had 10 consecutive movies that all made over 100 million some
0: great record yeah but it was
1: it was all 100 million domestic he made at his box office but his movies didn't cost 200 million dollars like Men in Black 3 cost 200 million dollars and it made like 150 domestic so it counts within the statistic but
0: it's still considered a failure because it yeah it lost but that thing was in development heck for a long time exactly but hey let, let's, uh, let's hear the summary of uh, this movie, Life, uh, yeah. which we both watched this week. For sure. Uh, the $100.5 million champ. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: life is the aspect of existence that processes, acts, reacts, evaluates, and evolves through growth. The crucial difference between life and non-life is that life uses energy for physical and conscious development. Life is anything that grows and eventually dies. So I, I just just googled what is life, and besides the George Harrison song lyrics, this is what I got. So,
0: also that nineteen ninety nine Eddie Murphy movie, which is not what we're. But I wrote talking what
1: about. is what <laughs> is life is what I wrote, which is the George Harrison. Oh yeah, yeah song. okay, and that's but then then I got this philosophical answer, so I thought I'd throw that in there. No, I, but yeah, it's yeah. Life is a there's a a team of people out uh in the International Space Station, they. Come across uh, the movie opens with a satellite getting damaged by a bunch of debris in space hitting it. Yeah. This team have to stop the satellite from clo- like falling down to Earth and causing some kind of trauma, and they also want to collect some data that's connected to it. But they want to, they want to save it.
0: Uh, it's like full of soil samples and yeah. stuff that they're supposed to look at. But yeah, it's it's coming in hot, and they and need so there's to a sequence. Catch it.
1: They catch it, and then on board through these soil samples, they find. A single-celled organism, which would be the first uh, piece of alien life because anything off – any life off of Earth that's found off Earth is alien life. And yeah. that's the title card
0: right there. So – and then – Yes. They things go – they, they reanimate it by like adjusting some settings to the atmosphere and everything. And yeah. it starts to move and they're like <gasps> – and then yeah, – yeah. And then, get...
1: and then everything – it's like almost two movies. Like there's, a, there's like a 10-minute a really hopeful film. Like really hopeful <laughs> film. And then like, we did, it, you guys, yeah. And then an hour and thirty minute versus like just this is not hopeful. Like this is pretty dour film.
0: Yeah, I guess so. The music kinda clues you. I was I was sort of joking around that like if they could hear the score that's playing right now, <laughs> they would know to stop. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> to be fair, there's okay. ominous tones. Nathan, I love the
1: score to this movie. It is like like epic, even though this movie doesn't like this movie's pretty, like, when you think about this movie, like, it's a pretty straightforward just, like, space horror, worst-case scenario. Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the score comes up, and it kind of elevates the movie, because the score is just really good, and there's some amazing cinematography in this movie that kind of, mm. like, is pointing towards better films in this genre.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like, oh, yeah, gravity or something, but they're dealing with something outlandish. Oh, so I was thinking becomes... 2001.
1: I think the opening shots, like, have, oh, sure. like, 2001 imagery to it to everything a lot shorter version of it but it's the, the the sun cresting over the horizon as like the music swells and all this stuff oh, like, okay
0: yeah yeah
1: anyways um yeah but it's not that it's not that movie this movie is very clearly from uh when things start to turn this movie clearly is like no this is a space horror film like this is space horror. sure
0: and I think you get clued into the Deadpool guys by how cursy it gets pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, they're, they're yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is our hero astronaut, I guess, that yeah, catches yeah. the thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan, Ryan shows up on the scene. He is positioned as, like, the man of action yes. at the outset. Yeah. Which I
1: think is a clever way to get across. So, Ryan, um, like, loved working with these guys from the Deadpool films. Yeah. And he was positioned to be the star of this film, like, to be Jake Gyllenhaal's role. Yeah, uh, but he had to give it up because he was filming a not superior film in my opinion The Hitman's Bodyguard yeah. which yeah. really sucks because that movie and the sequel are pretty terrible I
0: think it did kind of well for it did him, so though. well
1: though which I, yeah. I feel bad for Ryan because I'm like that's not something I would want to get like that's the thing that like I latch my horse to like I want Free Guy something that comes out later this summer to be a movie that's like oh finally Ryan gets like a an original concept like Franchise. Oh, that, like,
0: NPC video game yeah.
1: guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so far he's really worked on, like, a lot of, like, like Deadpool is an established character, and there's been a lot of anticipation for him playing Deadpool. So his popularity has been around other things. Like, I want him to have his own franchise based upon his own charisma.
0: Sure. Because... Yeah, he's kind of not had that... Ve- I mean, Van Wilder or something. <laughs> but it's been a long time. Like, since he's actually hit that next level, he hasn't had that happen right oh no not at all because he
1: he got lost in like romantic comedy land and wanting to transfer over with uh wolverine x-men's
0: origins right (laughs) i guess we're still discounting the hitman bodyguard films but yes we are definitely because
1: those are like hitman's bodyguard was supposed to be a movie that was supposed to go direct to dvd but the like Lionsgate was like oh this is actually not that bad so i'll put it in theaters and then it did really well in theaters but it was, yeah. it is, when you watch it, it's a direct-to-DVD quality, like, action film. Okay. Anyways. But, hey, off, audience We're getting course. off things. So, Ryan are, yeah. was supposed to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, couldn't do it, so he took the smaller role, which only gives him about 40 minutes of screen time. Like, he's in the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, then, yeah. And uh, then the movie pivots. But, um, yeah, they kind of set up Ryan, and Ryan does have some of his, like... Like, he gets a lot of his shmarmy his sweariness that he gets from Deadpool, but he's obviously doing it more straight face because
0: he's an astronaut. Like, yeah, he's, he's, an he's astronaut. got a serious job to do here. Yeah. 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 But he's also uh, the one
1: guy on the ship that's like the person of concern, like the voice that you should be listening to.
0: Uh, I guess so. He does have the idea like, we have to go into this quarantine room when it's kind of a bad time to do that, but it works in saving a person briefly, uh, it kind of yes. goes bad. <laughs> it
1: does go bad. Even saving that yeah. guy ends up not working out, right. but if he had gone uh, in earlier, he might've been, they might've been more successful because oh, the fire man. They totally had a
0: window of time to do it. Uh, but it was before the creature, like this thing grows really quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's basically becomes kind of like this quadro starfish type thing at, at well, this early juncture. It
1: metabolizes like it, it kind of can consume like it consumes, uh, like the proteins in, in, in flesh and in creatures, and then he can metabolize really quickly so it grows super fast because it's yeah. eating things that quickly.
0: So after a few weeks of them studying it, it starts to kind of have like more substantial of a corporeal form, and they've gotten really comfortable with it and maybe a bit lackadaisical because uh, the main scientist studying it gets his hand grabbed by it, And then there's this really gnarly scene where it just starts, like, crushing everything about his hand. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which was kind of gnarly. I don't know. Like, it had to have been animated, I guess. Or maybe they had some sort of prop hand that they could do. I bet it was animated.
1: I bet it was animated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Once it gets... Oh, right. So, after his hand gets smashed, they should have grabbed him. But (laughs) instead, they give it just enough time to figure out tool use and then it's over, yeah. Because <laughs> it it manages to poke its way out of its little container. And well, then it's just like mice and things. Yeah. This
1: whole movie is a sequence of events that's just like they try to make decisions to stop it, but their decisions are the thing that allows it to escape more or to move around more freely.
0: Right. So, yeah. like, because next thing we know, so this yeah. thing gets,
1: escapes its, its bank. It goes after a, a rat they have to two experiments on. Ryan gets yeah. in there to save the save them, but then it latches onto his foot, so he pulls out this like. Um, fire, like, blowtorch-type thing that's, like, incinerator. They call
0: it an incinerator. Yeah, it's essentially a flamethrower. Yeah, and uh, he tries to yeah. blow it
1: up and, and tries to do stuff, and uh, this thing is very durable, can, can escape, and eventually it kills Ryan Reynolds. 40 minutes into the movie, Ryan Reynolds dies in a pretty horrific way. Uh, yeah. And then the flamethrower that's drifting around sets off the sprinkler system, Like the like the... And then it just escapes through the, like, the, the hole of one of the sprinklers things. And just, yeah it uh, all goes bad.
0: They try to close turn all that off, but they have some sort of amazing system that necessitates they shut them all off individually. Which
1: makes, <laughs> w- w- when it makes sense, because if there's a fire, you, they you don't want that. You normally. want that to, like, wait, why is this, why are you shutting this off when there's a fire type of thing, right? There's not, there's, like, there is no, in real life, when you go to the uh, ISS there's no like protocols for alien life attacking. Oh, I know. It. Like,
0: it's a space station that exists right now, yeah. and they haven't like designed it in anticipation of an alien squid monster. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's no button for that. So, yeah. <laughs> just, I get yeah, it. yeah,
1: there's no complete lockdown button. Even though they're in space, you'd think there would be, but this thing is crafty. This thing can get through cracks. It is very like. It can survive in the deepest, like, it can survive in space for a while, a period of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So No, it's a pretty durable thing, and that that escalates all sorts of situations. I briefly want to acknowledge a member of our astronaut crew, because it's yeah. really funny that we're coming off of Sunshine, and, like, Hiro- Hiroyuki Sonata yeah. is in this film prominently, too. Yes. And it's just like, I just saw you in a spaceship, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. Very different uh, spaceship. Like, they obviously
1: had artificial ga- gravity on Sunshine. Like, I yes. know Danny Boyle didn't want to deal with gravity as a thing.
0: As He's a like, thing they're doing? Yeah. yeah. But in this they movie... Have magnet boots or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No,
1: it's just no gravity. I think they just have artificial gravity in that movie. Sure. But in yeah. this movie, it's, like, very much, like, trying to be more science real in its, like, movements. Uh, I actually thought this is one of the better, like, low-budget, like, lower-budget, I should say, like, space films. Like, you think of, like, people talk about gravity and how crazy the space film of that movie is. Like, the the wire work that they did to make it look seamless i thought this movie did a really good job of that too
0: like a pretty decent facsimile of that with like yeah not six years or whatever that gravity was in development or Mm -hmm. some amazing amount of time uh yeah this this is pretty good at it they they have some fun with like oh there's this like uh strap kind of trailing this astronaut so we'll pan over here and the strap will still be in screen in shot and it'll look all seamless yeah yeah Little things they're doing, I kind of, I kind of do like how Gravity does the like everything silent in space type stuff. Yes. Like that was kind of a neat touch with some of the explosions and wreckage and oh, things that eventually happened. One
1: hundred percent. So like if we're this is this movie's not on the same level as Gravity in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, gravity is yeah. like a feat of itself. But yeah, the way it handles space stuff and gravity is great because you get all of the exhilaration of the visual feat, but there's no
0: sound. It's just like you hear what's inside their helmets. Right, or you'll hear them scream after, like, something crazy. Yeah. just And you're like, so you just have to look at it. Yeah. And there's some stuff in here that's sort of comparable with, like, a a big panel on the space station just gets smashed or something. Yeah. But they're just like, no, we got to foley this up and have, like, crunching sounds and everything. And it's just like, it's kind of weirder and more surreal well, okay, when so you don't hear it. The argument know? that I'm going to
1: make, though, is, like, the scene that you're talking about in Gravity is they're in their spacesuits doing a spacewalk.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so
1: in this movie... They're in the space station, so there is an atmosphere and sound would travel. If something was breaking on the space oh, station, sure. the sound would yeah, travel through right. the space station. Uh, if like, it, if there was a shot of somebody... There's some stuff
0: where a character is spacewalking, yes. but not everybody's spacewalking. No, so... no, no, no. Sure, sure. Yeah,
1: um, But the scene that you're talking about where it, it starts crumbling apart, they're still in the spaceship, though, when that's happening. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, what did you think of this movie?
0: I mean... I generally was just kind of going for the ride and had a a pretty good time of it just escalating and this monster being really crazy and, Hmm. like, constantly, like, being one step ahead of where they want to be. Or just seeing these astronauts just kind of, like, screw up in weird ways. Like, it's just like, all right, I got a great idea. Okay. It's going to try to get in through the thruster system. So when it does, we'll burn it with the thrusters and they're just like aren't they like screwing up their orbit and stuff and (laughs) it's just like yeah and also they're out of gas now it's just like yeah like what are you but they're so terrified of this awful thing that just murdered their friends yes that i sort of get it like i'm in their headspace to some extent but yeah they're they're recklessly thrusting all around we were kind of joking on the couch about like what does nasa think they're doing (laughs) like just as like what they're just thrusting random thrusters i don't yeah. know why they would do that like they're their. Old... okay now they're correcting their orbit what was that like just <laughs> we gotta send the firewall to or whatever like, but but bad. but
1: nasa at that point <laughs> they know that there's a creature on board because they do end up sending the firewall which is not a
0: yeah it's yeah. not
1: a helpful thing it's like a oh this rebecca is...
0: ferguson like establishes that there's this kind of three-step contingency plan i think yeah right? it's like
1: a it's a buffer for them to create so that there's something that happens in space doesn't come to earth like a contamination yeah. of some sort
0: yeah so i guess phase one is just keep it in this room mm-hmm. i think uh phase two is get it out to outer space or is that the last phase
1: no that's that's the the oh no that's the last phase because that's it's they push. They're gonna push ISS out, right?
0: They're losing the yeah. Space they're station. just gonna throw it away. Like it's just like it is yeah. contaminated with something real bad, and we're just getting it out of here. Is like yeah. The, I think contamination. The, a, a ship is the scene comes and can... docks with it, but it is not a rescue vessel. It no. is like boosting them out of atmosphere, like just yeah. or out of orbit, just off. It's trying to yes, and then yeah. obviously people make mistakes, and, and then things go awry with that also. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I, I agree. Like, I, I this is one of those movies where somebody could easily sit down and be like, all oh, these scientists are making such stupid decisions. But I think people just need to realize that scientists are just people too. And when right. fear or panic set in, you kind of make rash, quick decisions and you don't necessarily think out like, this is something that like, I thought sunshine did a good job of with Benedict Wong's character. Just like they had to make a last minute decision. And he has this like very short timeline in which he can figure out how to make it work. And he makes a mistake. Like mistakes yeah. can happen, right? Like it's, especially in like a do or die situation, like life kind of creates for them.
0: Sure. And like the kind of fast pace of how the situation escalates, doesn't leave you much time to plan. I I did find it a little like maybe screenplay that like the very first thing the creature does is somehow destroy all communication they have. Like, I was like, what? why did that happen? Like, can't they just talk to each other on headsets or something? It's like, no, they no longer have that ability. They cannot coordinate. It's like, Uh, I had to ask my wife like what what's wrong with the radio and it's like oh it burned out because like the creature drank all the coolant in their like communication system right like is that what happened yeah yeah I was just like I was a step behind on like what just talk to Jake and tell him watch out bro or whatever (laughs) why aren't they doing that but it's like no they can't they no longer can it's like oh okay (laughs) like that makes it worse in terms of like the creature has a leg up on them kind of thing but yeah i was i was like kind of frustrated on their behalf maybe with just like if they could just agree what to do or like where it is and tell each other like so much wouldn't happen but i think you know, i think it's important to yeah. remember
1: too like this is a creature that, yeah we're getting introduced in a safe zone but like this is a creature that like never existed before mm. like we're literally they they're being introduced to a brand new like biological weapon of some sort or creature, like, a predator of some sort that, like, they never, like, they don't know its patterns. Like, at least with, like, animals on Earth, we kind of have a sense of, like, like, there's this great scene in Ad Astra where (laughs) Brad Pitt lands on this, like, empty spaceship, uh, space station, and he runs into a baboon, and it's, like, this great scene, but at the end of the day, like, I would be more scared of an alien than a baboon, because a baboon, at least, I kind of, like, have familiarity with. Yeah. Like, I... Whereas, like, this thing, it's, like, what does this thing want? Like, what is its goal? Like, what's it trying to do? And all this stuff, right?
0: Yeah. I I kind of was thinking of Ad Astra, too, with, like, this movie. Like, just, I mean, we're watching space horror films, and there's been a couple sequences in that that might qualify. But overall, it's kind of a weird drama.
1: Yeah, you know? it's like a, yeah, it's a weird. Weird drama is the best way to say it, because it's, like, yeah, there's, like, literally I, I still... a moon chase like gunfight. Yeah, scene. there's like a moon
0: car chase, which is just like, are, okay. But the moon yeah, is Dawn like Sutherland. But can't the moon is like Las Vegas
1: now because it's like neon city moon that they're escaping, <laughs>
0: like. Oh, sure, there's a moon city. And it's, like, like, it's, and it's sort, it's sort like of outlandish, sunshine, but it's really serious about it. It's like it. sunshine
1: because they're going to the edge of space, like the solar system, to go and convince a person who's gone crazy
0: that they're, cr- they're crazy. There's some more space craziness in that. Sure. I don't think we get any space crazy here or body modifications, so no. I guess I'll give it that. <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> this is yeah. the most unique <laughs> of the space movies that we've seen. Yeah, there is, though. No, this is
1: like legit just a, a monster movie that's set, that takes place in a very confining space. Like, and to be fair, it's a pretty clever way to do a monster movie because most of the time, like, a monster movie happens and you're like, why can't they just run away? Like, why is this hard? Like there has to be a reason why, like an anaconda. Just don't be
0: where the monster is. Well, yeah, in yeah.
1: anaconda they can't leave because they're on the boat and they're trying to get off the river, but they can't because the snake's off the river. Like Lake, sure, yeah. lake Placid's one of the stupid ones where you're like, oh, they could just anyone could just leave, like Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you don't need to continue to go to this lake yeah. once you've gotten to shore. You yeah, can just go exactly. But, yeah, but um, but they're just so curious. They gotta they gotta figure out what's happening.
1: But in this movie, at least, like they can't escape. Like they're stuck, right? Like. There is no right. escape for them. They are literally trapped in like space will kill them if they try to leave. Yeah, they essentially space. live up
0: there yeah. and wait for resupplies or whatever. And then like this other ship does come, and then they accidentally lead the alien squid right to it. That was a weird scene for me because it was just, like our characters we've like never met getting horribly murdered right now, and it's like yeah, I think so because <laughs> like uh Sonata tries to go to that vehicle and like leaves a hatch open, and then the squid thing just goes down there. I'm calling it a squid thing. It actually has like a pretty weird design. It doesn't look well. Like... His name
1: is Calvin. They gave him a name in the movie.
0: Oh, you're right. We should probably start calling it that. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is Calvin. <laughs> it's because, named after
0: a school. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: named after the Calvin Coolidge Elementary School in Idaho or Wisconsin or something like that.
0: Something. They um, want a raffle. Yeah,
1: they want a raffle, so they call him Calvin um yeah so he's called not Calvin. knowing
0: that it's evil yeah yeah like super <laughs> but, yeah. evil
1: um but maybe not evil i don't know like i found the biology it's just trying to
0: survive but yeah like the biology know. guy
1: was like like is it xenomorph evil if they're just designed to be a killing machine like is that right. evil like
0: is that wasp that stung you while you were eating outside was that evil or is it just while you were in its house so or it's, it's just like an uh, it's just part of the order of things where like was. if you have honey barbecue sauce on your lips it's allowed to do that like, yeah because it's, it's
1: trained to go after the sugar and and you're there so it's gonna defend itself like it's it's like yeah. one of those things where it's not evil because it's just part of the nature of the world right like
0: sure sure because
1: yeah, then a lot of things would be evil that aren't probably evil because there's no right. choice i think
0: in it. i think rebecca ferguson's character kind of articulates that too like she she just decides it's just like i hate that thing like i know it's not rational but I, I hate it I hate what it's done to us and it's just like yeah okay like it it did totally kill Ryan Reynolds right in front of everybody okay Ryan Reynolds death is like hand. is a
1: legit and early death like the amount of blood that comes out of him while he's floating there
0: I, I was making jokes about recent nosebleeds I've been having but then it quickly escalated beyond anything but I was like no yeah that was me yesterday and then it was like no I'm still maintaining that once there's like a giant puddle in the space It's like, yeah, yeah, it was real bad. You missed it. That's like uh, where
1: the movie really starts to like lean into its like horror dynamic. It's like, oh, like mm -hmm. this is the creature eventually what essentially it does. The creature gets into Ryan Reynolds mouth and like eats him or destroys him from the inside. And then Ryan just like dies. But then he like, like he's just vomiting blood everywhere. And it's like huge swaths of blood coming out
0: of his mouth. Zero G blood. Yeah. Zero G blood. Um, We do get some zero G fire, I guess, in this movie. We didn't get it in Event Horizon. No. Uh, so we get the flamethrower kind of blasting at walls and things. But, you know, yeah, just wanted to mention
1: that. Um, um, I think when yeah. I saw this in theaters, I, I went because of Jake Gyllenhaal and I heard good things from like a swath of people. Like it was one of those things where like it was kind of similar to like Escape Room when it was like nobody, like no critics really loved Escape Room. But there was like a contingency of people being like, Escape room's kind of fun. And I went and saw it and I was like, oh, this is fun. When I went and saw Life, it was kind of like it, I was hearing the same rumblings of like, "Oh, this is like actually kind of fun," and I was like sitting in that world. So I wasn't expecting like a high science fiction film, but I wasn't expecting like a slasher film either. So right. I went in and I just had a like fun some of time. the
0: summary stuff I was just like reading was like criticizing its originality or something. Or like it was just like, "Oh, it's just like an alien bootleg or something." And it's like. It's not like it, it's more domestic NASA kind of gravity type. Yeah, it's like if they space. it's like if
1: somebody sat down and said, like, let's put a xenomorph on the like in, in the on the ISS. Like, like that's, what
0: if that happened tomorrow? Yeah, instead exactly. of in some far flung situation or whatever. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Which, like, I, I don't love I don't think this movie is amazing or great or something like that. But it's definitely a movie I tell people to try because I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has like, I think the one thing I can stand on, like it has a pretty solid cast. Like it's like, it's got Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, right there in front of you the whole time.
0: Right. And so, and then Hi- Hiroyuki also who, you know, just, just became a dad, but yeah, yes. um <laughs> there's, like... there's some extra, yeah, business with his, his character a little bit, but,
1: um, I like, I like Jake Gyllenhaal quite a bit. So that I think that was a big draw for me.
0: Yeah, so. his character gets to kind of, I don't know, not quite like a Ripley thing where they become the main character, but sort of. Like, he's kind of just one of a bunch of astronauts at the outset. Mm-hmm. Uh, hes Is he their doctor, or what's his role? Oh,
1: what is his role? That's right. No, no. Because he's kind
0: of like, he's the guy that's kind of like, hey, your heart rate's, like, really high. You're going to want to settle down. Like, stuff be, like but yeah, that. Yeah, because, like,
1: like but Rebecca Ferguson's the, the, the physiotherapist person,
0: though, right? Right, yeah, 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 I guess so. Uh, He's very, like, comfortable with the space station life. He kind of says that, like, he'd rather stay there than go to Earth at this point.
1: In all fairness, Uh, I don't think, like, I don't think in real life all the astronauts have a specific purpose on the thing. I think, like, this one does because they want to have a biologist up there to study this, like, potential sample. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca Ferguson's character is there because... Uh, Jake Hall's like an, he's been in space for like 460 days consecutively. Like, that requires like physiotherapy to kind of keep your body. Oh fed. yeah,
0: they're talking to him about like how much radiation exposure he's had, and like you should really go back and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: So, anyways, it's just one of those things where. I don't think they all have their specific like. I don't think there's one a pilot and one. Well, a like in Sunshine, it's
0: like that skeleton crew thing, and they really establish like what everyone's doing. I guess yeah, they don't really do that here. It's just the current group of international astronauts that are there. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: Um. So, did you hear? The, another reason why I went and saw this movie, like legit, went and saw this movie, was uh, there was rumblings that this was going to be a prequel, like a sneak a sneaky prequel to Venom, kind of like a Cloverfield by accident thing.
0: Okay. I read this on the IMDb trivia and I can see why that would connect if you wanted it to, but no, no, but that's the thing is
1: because, so it was a misunderstanding of like a piece of information that the, like the writing team shared. So this was, this was, it started off as a script that they were, they wrote for a Venom film.
0: Oh, weird. Like a symbiote on a space station. And okay. then
1: like the symbiote like escapes and gets to Earth. So they, they wrote it like they, it was originally going to be like half the movie was going to be this film. And then the other half, it goes down to the Earth or something like that. They came up with this idea. And okay. when their idea got shot down for an alien symbiote, um, like for the like, fleshing out that half, because obviously the Venom movie, like the symbiote's just already on Earth, like at Crashland and stuff like that. They, I think there's
0: a little prologue with some space business, but not a lot, right? Outset, like obviously, yeah, it's these, like five minutes. Max. These guys
1: wanted to like flesh it out a bit more. They're like, oh, sure, what, a, sure. what a great way to introduce it than to have like Jay Jonah Jameson's kid up in space, uh, who's an astronaut who first encounters the. Oh Soviet. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, and they this was their idea, and they it got shut down and changed, but. They stayed at Sony, and they just developed it to be an original horror film afterwards. Was
0: this, like, Reese and Wernick's idea? Because yeah. they're kind of Marvel guys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. like, they
1: they were commissioned to write a, a, a Venom, like, script idea type of thing, like a f- treatment. And right. they got their treatment shut down, but they're like, oh, we like this core enough to finish making this into a film, like, into our own screenplay. Right, so
0: then when this goes, like, into production, it's like, oh, I bet some of those early... Like, this is probably a trick, and it's totally still connected. That's the thing. The it's like, Venom I think
1: movie. we've been yeah. all weirdly trained because of cloverfield so there's a there's a part of the film industry that i i actually hate um right now it's like the everyone is finding all the information to spoil everything before a movie comes out so you can't really like sit there and enjoy a movie and be surprised like everyone's trying to like leak and find all the leaked information and any website alluded
0: to this with like quentin's films like getting spoiled or whatever or what was the one I was saying, like, why, oh yeah, why did Kevin Williamson feel he had to start rewriting Scream 2 just because some guy on the internet said something about it? Yeah. Like, who cares? But it was like, no, that was like, ain't cool news's MO was ruining stuff for people. Oh,
1: and that <laughs> yeah. just like took over all. Like, I can't go to a news website now without being like shown to be like, hey, look at these Lego sets with the new Spider Man movie and his like new suit. And I'm like, but that, that. Like, I didn't want
0: to know that. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. want to know yeah. that
1: specific power that he has now or whatever. Like, it's just. Things like that really frustrate me because there used to be a time where we just like go to a movie and be shocked by it. Like Cloverfield like legit was a shocking film. It got advertised for the first time like two or three weeks before it came out into theaters.
0: Is that right? Am I yeah. remembering this right? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty tight. Yeah.
1: And then when we went and saw uh, – what was the movie? Like we were, we were like. There's times where we'd sit down and watch a movie, and then you kind of like. When I went and saw a Split, and the end of Split came, and it was like, "Oh, this is a sneaky sequel." Like I had no idea. I just went and saw Split because I like M Night Shyamalan, and then all right. of a sudden, oh, this is actually this is actually a sequel to Unbreakable, and you're just like sitting there, being, like, "That's great. I'm so happy the secret didn't get, like, burned like." Cause right. That, that I still would got actually... to be
0: like. Oh what. Oh, man, Bruce Willis is here, yeah, but like it was, there's this like a fun bit. Yeah. There's this is
1: like the internet is so committed to wanting to figure all these things out beforehand to the point where studios now have to release and spoil their own stuff in trailers so they can get the scoop themselves over top of the people that are leaking photos from set photos and all this stuff like mm-hmm. i I can't tell you like when I saw a fast nine in theaters like f nine, and every single action set piece isn't in the trailers. there's no extra thing in the trailers that they didn't hint towards.
0: Oh, so there was no surprise factor. Left. No,
1: exactly. Like, like there's always, yeah. like, when we saw Fast Five, we went in because we wanted to see what. how did they resolve the giant cliff fall,
0: right? Yeah, they but just then, drive off a cliff and don't care. But yeah.
1: we never really get, like, a sense in the trailers that they're dragging bank vaults behind two cars and what that nonsense is. Like, that was kind of sitting there sure. being like, oh, this is the... They still held
0: something back. And there's yeah. still
1: another level of nonsense. With F9, it was like... The first trailer came out and it was all about that pendulum swing where like he latches his car onto his giant rope and swings between islands. And it's – the movie is – it's the dumbest thing and I love it. I love every aspect of like that dumbness. But then as trailers started to come out more and more, I found out about the final battle scenes. I found out about the space sequence. I found out about all the stuff and I'm like, why couldn't you surprise me with space? Like they went to space in this movie. Why didn't you surprise me with that? Why do you have to ruin it in a trailer? I just every aspect of that movie was ruined by trailers because people kept leaking it, and I just
0: bringing it to this movie briefly. Like I vaguely remember the trailers for this movie. I don't remember much about the creature in the trailer. No, there's almost nothing about it. Yeah, nothing.
1: Yeah, which is what people maybe think that why it didn't go well because it's the movie seemed more like a drama in space, but really it's just like a fun roller coaster horror. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a monster movie, and like it's pretty. You know that that thing's gonna get you. Like yeah. it's that movie. <laughs> so I don't yeah. think
1: it appealed to the horror fans, but I think if they they did the trailer a bit different, they might have appealed to the horror fans,
0: or just like signal better that like no 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 this is this is one of those oh okay I I thought it was gonna be some li- like gravity ponderous thing yeah. or something. I honestly got weird vi- like I was like I like Jake Gyllenhaal, but I just don't think I need another space movie right now or something. <laughs> and didn't bother seeing. Well,
1: and it. the trail and even the poster like is just this like it's not a great poster it's so bad it's like the helmet with the hand in the helmet with like a hand in the helmet and i'm like helmet? what does this tell me about anything and the and the title life it makes so much sense to when you watch the movie and how they lean into life and like it makes so so much sense but it's not a good title for a movie to sell me on a movie about a horror creature killing things right like right
0: yeah like it could it, you could just be talking about like oh this astronaut had a baby while he was up there and yeah he had to think about life and he wrote a poem or it, or
1: it turns <laughs> into ad astro which is just like this long ponderous weird f- fun movie but like nobody went and saw it in theaters you and i saw it in well theaters. like or,
0: like fun but it's like against its own tone it's really weird yeah like, an
1: astro is something else man
0: it's like trying not to be fun but it's like there's a moon buggy car chase happening like, <laughs> this should be fun yeah all right like it's yeah. it's weird it's, no, and it then is... yeah zero g baboon knife fight happens in that movie yeah but and
1: the craziest <laughs> like escape survival end scene like he's floating through space and he catches up to a spaceship that was flying and he's fine. Like, it's
0: just...
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy, Brad Pitt can survive anything. Like, he literally is, like, he's so far away from the spaceship on this pad and he launches himself and gets there. Like, he doesn't miss. And it's like, he's literally, (laughs) like... One like a million hundred, chance. Like he's like a yeah. thousand miles away and he launches himself and he nails it. And it's just like...
0: Does he launch with air too? Yeah, I think Did so. Do they do the full event? Horizon does like, that Like I think it was like point? his suit. Like he opened his suit up yep. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. This is the only propellant I have is my own oxygen. Yeah, which... And I, then I'm he survives
1: this like long journey. But they don't make it a long journey. The movie is not a good science fiction film but it's a solid mm-hmm. fun movie that has a lot of great ponderous scenes that Brad Pitt brings ponderousness to
0: so <laughs> yeah yeah i think there's some poetry quoting and stuff by david in this that's uh jake Joan hall's character yes but yeah well the, there's of the, gets joked there's the by good his night crewmates. the
1: good night moon scene type of thing is the right one. yeah yeah
0: there's like this kid's book that they were going to give to a brand new dad hiroyuki sonata's character uh, but then he dies horribly and they just have this book still. And are. I was like waiting for that scene to give them an idea, like walk hard style, I guess. Yeah. We're just like, good night, moon. Wait a minute. The moon rock samples or something like something immediate. But it's like they read the whole book and then we're like talking about it. And then they thought of something that they could do or yeah. it's just like. Oh, we should go into deep space. We have a way to do that with our escape pods or whatever. Yeah. and then they hatch the scheme. Well, but they hatch
1: the uh, scheme that requires one of them to die was the big reason why right. they never got to that end. Right, right
0: which wouldn't be like a first thought. In no, like scenarios. Jake Gyllenhaal is just
1: like, here we are both dying. How can we sit at, sit at a situation where one of us doesn't have to die?
0: Type right of thing. Um, which leads to the the end of the movie, which is one of my like, it's a two head like it's a two headed serpent. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a metaphor. It's a double edged sword. That's yeah. better and more obvious in that it's like one of my favorite visuals in the movie happens as part of this ending. But it's also like the weirdest, most deceptive editing I've seen in a while of just like, okay, trying I, to I've seen this movie now, like one on three me.
1: times and I pay attention every single time to how they set up the sequence. Okay. Um, I only
0: saw it the once and I felt like rug pulled. No, no, no. But... Like, so
1: I, I paid attention a couple times. So what happens is – that what the big scheme at the end of the movie is that they're like, okay, we have two escape pod Genesis, and what we're going to do is we're going to lure this creature Kelvin into one of them with Jake Gyllenhaal, and then the other one – and then they'll lock it in, and then Re- Rebecca Ferguson will be free to go into the other one. They're going to both launch at the same time as the ISS is falling to Earth. And right, Jake's orbit will, is
0: declining again. Jake in yeah. his
1: death, his final moments, will like thrust himself into deep space and just start his trajectory off with this creature and never come across Earth. And Rebecca Ferguson will fly down to Earth and save herself. Um, and then as they're flying, one of the ships hits some debris. Yeah. And uh, they are on... You can tell from the very beginning which sides they were on. Like, one side is Jake Gyllenhaal's ship and the other side is Rebecca Ferguson's. Uh... So when you're paying attention and one hits, the one that hits is projected and then they swap sides because the one starts going out of control and starts falling actually goes over the head in one clever edit and starts falling. So that is consistent. Like I've been watching every single time being like, is this cheating? And they're not cheating. Like the, the projection, like Jake Gyllenhaal hits the thing and he starts to go out of control and starts falling to earth. While Rebecca Ferguson also hits, but then she starts going up. But they swap places, so you think that they're okay. going in the, the same direction. And it's tricky, but it's they actually swap places it, it because It wasn't of the so
0: much the, the, like, exterior special effects sequence, which I was like, okay, something crashed, and that's weird, and they're okay. But it was like they were kind of intercutting inside the ships and not really conveying anything, like, during that. It was yeah. just kind of, like... Or at the very least, it seemed like Rebecca Ferguson's scene seem to like set a tone of like, all right, David is going to fly off into space. I'm recording a little message for in case this doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh, David's going to fly off into space. He's a great hero. I'm going to earth right now. Yeah. And that's kind of the last like thing I remember her saying until she's going, no, this has all gone wrong. Like two minutes later, which seemed yeah. kind of like, where was she during all that? Like we're kind of like keep cutting inside Gyllenhaal's problem. Yeah, and because Jill Hell's problem is getting about? out of
1: control because the Kelvin's in there with him, slowly torturing and killing him, type of thing.
0: Right, and he's kind of trying to steer the joystick. And I was like getting the sense that he was succeeding with some of the cutaways to the ships, but that's where I kind of no. Lost it's track more of what Rebecca happening.
1: Ferguson who, uh, who's not a pilot, not realizing until it's too late that she isn't on the same projector path anymore.
0: Oh, they're kind of okay because that that makes sense with like the final shot of her has her screen kind of flashing saying like like manual override not possible or something like this and then it's like oh okay so she she was just trusting the autopilot to work out yes hit some debris and now she's just in trouble because she can't fly but
1: not right away because she doesn't know she's in trouble and then all of a sudden she's informed that she's in trouble because she's not descending anymore she's gonna go right past the earth whereas david is descending and there's a little bit of uh like, orange that starts to happen around David as he's descending. Uh, oh, do
0: they have shots out the window that... No, 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 out the window, happening? but there's a little
1: bit of orange that spotlights onto him.
0: Oh, okay, from his creature. heat so shields it's in, and
1: stuff. Yeah, it's, in, it's intriguing. So the big thing, okay. the big twist of the movie is it ends up being David and Calvin land in, like, Thailand, I assume. Yeah. And he's like and then a bunch of fishermen come up and they like they're going to help him and save him and open his hatch and David's like alive still screaming you no know, as more boats start coming in.
0: Yeah, man, like every now and then something just gets like into my brain and I it, like you know, hey, horror movies, what are you going to do? Uh <laughs> something about this awful web of life tendrils that are all around Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. face. It's like the first time in the movie the creature like occupied like a real tangible physical space. it's no longer animated whatsoever. Yeah. it's just a rubbery looking awful thing. Yeah. I was just like, I hate this like God, what an awful thing just happened to my friend Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. this is terrible like it was it was something that really just that like looking through the porthole and seeing that and then deciding to oh let's open the door. <laughs> it's just like you guys know like something horrible is in there obviously but i guess they're just like i don't know we gotta help that dude yeah exactly like he looks like he's in trouble
1: aliens don't exist like nathan this happened tomorrow aliens don't exist in our world
0: right like right they they weren't here with us the first hundred minutes they don't know exactly so they're not hearing the score either they they can't know exactly the score is not being
1: piped into their ears if it was they'd be like whoa maybe we should leave this thing alone um yeah but yeah no I, i i don't know like how often do we actually sit in like a like movies actually commit to their like like sinister outcomes? Like we sure. don't get
0: a Yeah, it goes bad for like that was the thing though. I was like waiting for something to go weird because the plan just seemed to be working. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, like Jake Gyllenhaal read Goodnight Moon and then just came up with a perfect plan. What a what a guy. And it's just like, no, something's wrong, but what I was thinking is, like, they haven't, like, kept track of this creature the whole time. Maybe it, like, did some mitosis business. Oh, so it's like it's like there's an egg. And, like,
1: there's an egg, like, a, an alien gag where there's an I, egg. I thought in it her literally
0: ship. would have split into two, and, like, the thing will be Rebecca Ferguson can't okay. leave either. She has to, like, fight another one or I'm, something. I'm happy
1: you came up with a different ending because, like, the people I talk to, everyone's like, oh, that's obvious. And I'm like, stop. It's not obvious. Like, they could have done a lot of things. There can still right. be a happy ending. Like can, I I was
0: waiting for like a bad turn, but I wasn't like, oh no, they just totally brought it to Earth—the exact thing they didn't want to do for like the whole hundred minutes. Yeah, and and now it's like in the ocean or something, and it's it are well, and and it, it, it
1: continues to grow because you can see at the end of the movie, it's bigger than it was before. Like when he's right. facing off against David in space, he's bigger than he wasn't before.
0: Ever was. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so – I don't know how to compare it. Like it's like a big dog or something floating. Yeah. It, <laughs> what know? is it? It's
1: kind of like um, – oh, man. Have you seen the movie Monster Truck? No, but I wanted to. I know. <laughs> but okay. Uh, that, that creature has like weird tendrils. It has tendrils like that. But it has yeah, like yeah. A, a face that like reveals – kind of has like weird flora flaps. like flo- yeah. Like – and then it reveals oh, sure. itself. There's,
0: there's kind of a Biolante type thing to this, if yeah. it helps anybody. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a bit of Biolante in there too. So yeah, yeah.
0: anyways, yeah, it's, I mean,
1: I think the movie, the movie is meant, I think for me, it's like a really fun film that's just like really kind of silly in some ways. But then there's enough like pretty looking shots and music that takes itself seriously to like really up the level of like, oh yeah, I, this is actually a good version of this rather than like a really cheesy Apollo 18 version or something like that oh
0: yeah it's leagues like more competent than like something schlocky like that yeah Yeah. it's it's trying for something a bit yeah yeah like it's it might mostly works yeah yeah,
1: like i think there's a mixture and like this is the choices between like i I mean i don't want to say paul recent uh sorry uh ret recent paul wernick didn't do this in the script but i'd say the director daniel espinoza seemed to bring some like Oh man, I'm going to film this in ways that actually make it look really good. Like he brought like a professionalism to the filming of this movie that made it seem like like these probably weren't represented in the script. Like it was just a fun horror movie in script and that he was like I'm going to take a chance to make a space film too at the same time.
0: Like yeah.
1: being challenged by Alfonso. So, cuz even like Gravity is like a great movie, but like a lot of Gravity is just the like uh what it's makes Gravity It's kind
0: of a roller coaster ride summer thing. Yeah, it's really. like but Gravity
1: yeah. is also a movie that like you can't write those sequences to be amazing. you have to like it takes expertise to film those sequences to be amazing,
0: right, and it's like and then she escapes, and it's like yeah. no th- there's like a whole ten yeah. minutes of that, and then she stands up and you're like, "Oh, she made it, yeah. or whatever, spoilers, yeah. I guess, <laughs> but we've spoiled five films, so it's, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean to be fair gravity's it's not like we're oh Tommy Lee Jones totally dies at the end of that astronaut, <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> And that's Space actually Cowboys. the more
1: recent movie too. Like that's the most recent movie. Oh, is it? Dude. Yeah, it's not even two years old at this point. <laughs> it's September. Yeah, it's like it was one of the first like Disney bought Fox, and this was like one of. Well, the first Well, we already movies. said
0: Brad Pitt makes it, so yeah. one of them doesn't. It's true. It's true. It's true. Space <laughs> Cowboys style, you know, he's yeah. trapped up there on the moon. Yeah, yeah. He actually he reminded me
1: of his character in Space Cowboys in the movie.
0: Kind of. Yeah, it's like a crazy version of. That guy. Yeah. Um, or crazier, because he was a little unhinged then, too. But whatever. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's been 20 years since I've seen that.
1: So. <laughs> I, I, I think life is just fun, and people should give it a chance. I just, it's one of those things where like, I went and saw it because of the weird connection to Venom, and I walked out being like, oh, this is actually a fun movie. I don't know what everyone thinks it should be. Cause I just like, read well, the reviews. I, I
0: feel it was sort of an advertising problem from yeah. my vantage point. Cause like, I should have been more jazzed about a Jake Gyllenhaal astronaut movie than I was. <laughs> uh, and th- I don't know if it was like his kind of weird, like his character doesn't really have any kind of like hero moments that make a trailer. Yeah. Like he's kind of quiet or well, without spoiling the whole thing. Like his big thing is the final moment, which you can't just tell you that (laughs) that's that's the whole thing so he's just kind of quietly there freaking out that someone's getting hurt by something and he wants to help them or whatever like he's part of the crew but yeah he doesn't really get to like take center stage until past the 49 minute mark or something an hour like but even then it's
1: still like him and rebecca ferguson are still like the front runners of this two yeah yeah that's right um what uh what do you wish it took one idea from gravity you this oh, the notes. sound
0: design stuff. Sound design. That, that's what that's I right, was right. The outer getting space, space sound
1: design stuff. Yes. Okay.
0: Just with some of the like, once the the ship docks with them and is pushing them out and all this stuff, it's just kind of like ah, this is kind of like familiar, crashing and crunching and everything. I kind of liked how that movie did it. And I think Ad Astra kind of borrows a page, too, sometimes with some of their <laughs> problems in space sometimes,
1: stuff. Sometimes Astra does whatever it wants, right? Like, that's the thing about Ad Astra. Like,
0: now <laughs> Just... it's serious science time, <laughs> yeah. and now it's, now it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That
1: movie. Um, okay, question for you, because like, I've been here on the side thinking that you didn't enjoy gravity that much.
0: I didn't enjoy Gravity very much. You spoiled it for me, yeah. But I, I think that was more like this headspace I was in of just like I can't believe this took like six years to make like <laughs> a roller coaster movie because it's kind of like a ride. Yeah, it you is. You know, like. It, I don't know. It was just like, I mean, Spielberg had a tough time making Jaws, but he didn't take six years making it. You know, like you got to figure this out a little, Alfonso. But, like, but I in was all really fairness like, like, weird about it. At the yeah. time,
1: like it was like hard to tell what was real versus what wasn't. And when you realize like nothing was real, like George like Clooney's head, head animated to, George Clooney's yeah. head is the only thing that's real in most of these shots or Sandra Bullock's head. Cause it's just them in front of a big green screen acting without suits on. And the suits are fake too. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I get it, but I know what you're saying. I think mocap. I, mean, I think it came out early enough in the days that where motion capture was like definitely leveling up, but it wasn't a quick fix yet either. Like they didn't want to sure. do the Robert Zemeckis version of this movie, where it's just like let's animate over top of these actors,
0: and it looks fake. Yeah, everywhere. it's not like the,
1: it's not like the choices that Spielberg made in Tintin, where it's like let's animate them so they look not human, but then right. they have like a physical physicality right. of humans. no humans
0: nose is as big as captain haddock so exactly. it's fine yeah yeah
1: um but that's like that, that, that's what works about those movies whereas like in robert zemeckis's movies like polar polar express and beowulf it's like man this is some like uncanny valley you're trying right. to make it's this like, like kind
0: of looks like ray Winstone, but i don't like it yeah. like yeah 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 so Oh, man. But hey, then with Scrooge he's a little exaggerated, but it's still Jim Carrey. It's still Jim Carrey, yeah. Discernible. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. And he
1: has this weird obsession with getting all the actors to do all the roles type of thing. Tom Hanks played like four characters in that movie in his
0: Polar Express movie.
1: I didn't know this. Yeah.
0: It's a choice. I still haven't I, I still know.
1: haven't seen Polar Express.
0: Yeah, we were talking about it a while ago. It's it's weird. I don't know. There's things I thought were kind of cool about it, but just on a dumb spectacle of sorts. Okay. It's like a thing I missed. So it was just like, what was this? Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely
1: back. a thing I miss, too. I know kids that love it. Like, kids that are now adults that love it type of thing. Like, they're like, oh, that was my movie. Yeah,
0: I was, like, 17 when it came out, so I was too cool. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was still enjoying, like, Hank's stuff, but I was like, nah, I don't know about this. Like, I, I don't want to see these dancing chefs or whatever. I'm, I'm okay. Um,
1: but, Cool. Yeah. Hey, life. Life. Oh.
0: I guess I, I could elaborate further on why I didn't like Gravity, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, Have you turned
1: on Gravity? It sounds like you turned I on I only saw
0: bit. it the one time, and I just kind of was like, I was underwhelmed by that. And then it was like, oh, man, best picture kind of stuff. Best director, all this. And I was like, I shouldn't <laughs> ever care warned. about the Oscars, as we talked about. You still like Alfonso, though, right? Sure. I've enjoyed other films of his much more, okay. like Children of Men and whatnot. But Did you see Roma? Yeah, I didn't see Roma. Okay. Maybe because of Gravity Salt. Okay, I don't. You I should watch Roma. Sure.
1: Roma's really good. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard that. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just remember you not liking Gravity, and I was sitting here being like, "Who cares that it took six years to make this movie? Is a lot of fun." And like Sandra Bullock, who's not an actor I typically care for, like I was like invested in her story the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like when uh, when she steps yeah. at the end of that movie, I'm like, "Oh man, she did it! She did it! She made it, guys!" This is amazing.
0: Hmm, I'm trying to think if like, like I, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to spin it negative, but there was something happening with like the, like maybe in this movie and maybe in gravity too, where like some part of my brain is kind of like not receiving this as real the whole time. Oh, okay. Like, it's just like, I don't like, it's like, I don't know how they shot Apollo 13, but there's times where I'm like believing Tom Hanks is floating. I never like get that often yeah
1: but the things i was reading about even how they how they filmed apollo 13 versus how they filmed these movies is like there was like these movies people like people can't fathom like you just move seamlessly in space right Like you're literally just like if you push yourself you're gonna move at that rate for a very long time and then with like that movie there's a bit of like inertia that starts off because like, it's a ron howard problem of like how does this like how do we get into space and this pencil starts floating out of nowhere type mm-hmm. of thing and i'm like well it's like that we, wouldn't do that like that, that wouldn't do that the pencil but that's
0: what your earth brain thinks it would do yeah. so if i'm sitting in my Nathan chair watching this in 95 is like oh this yeah. is perfect this is handshaking Here's like my
1: understanding and we just saw this with richard bronson who who just went to space if you're sitting in your chair not moving you're going to stay in your chair if you right. bump yourself up, you're going to start floating up type of thing. Like you just – inertia needs to happen before you can move. And I feel like yeah. new space movies are trying to get that idea a lot better than I think like, – because I think Ron Howard wanted to visualize the like zero gravity. And so he did this by like having random things start floating. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess. And I think people are probably online going to be like, well, it's because they moved the ship or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I think Oh, that's the why they –
0: that. Oh, like it jostled, and that's why it yeah, threw that pencil something. up for you. I don't think that. But he's how it drinking that them. juice, and I was just like, "That's what I'm seeing." And I was yeah. like, "I don't know." It was one time. It's event. hard for me. But then at the end of this movie, when it when the creature looks like a weird rubbery weird thing, I bought that that was a weird thing I don't want to deal with, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: like it, it, you you literally t- touch the movie. Like it's hard for me to sit here and give praise to Ron Howard films, so. You picked like the right movie, but you picked the wrong movie to make your argument. What's well, a space
0: be, like, movie that I hold in high regard? Yeah, which is but, fine. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Ron Howard. Though, well, okay. Right, so. Well, let's get into monstery movies because I kind of still appreciate like the way the thing does a creature, and I just like I know it's not real, but I know that's gross and weird looking, and that head is crawling around or whatever. Are you talking even about even though in, that was in like in John, John Carpenter's the the thing. thing? Okay. Yeah. Whereas for, like, a lot of the percentage of this creature's, like, screen time, I'm just like, yeah, that's, like, a cartoon thing. That's gotcha. not real kind gotcha. of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's gnarly what that thing just did to this character in this story. But I'm not, like... So you're saying, like, for you, the re- uncanny valley is still there. viscerally the same way as, like, seeing that eyeball open. Yeah on that weird pyre of fleshy weirdness or whatever in the thing, you know? Yeah,
1: you're still so saying the Uncanny Valley is still there for you type of thing.
0: It's still is still around. So, yeah. like, weird zero-g, like, uh, CG blood isn't, like, a pack of blood dye that, you know, doesn't have the same, like, whoa, to me. Like, there's some of that going on.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. Like, I don't know what to do with the the marriage between the two because... Like I think they've come a lot further. The problem is that you can't do blood, zero blood, zero g blood in a practically in a, any film period, unless you just yeah. go Yeah, No, the,
0: just go to outer space and th- throw some karo syrup around. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> film it, and even then, the, yeah. the
1: consistency is not going to work because it, it that matters in this situation. Oh right? yeah, um, yeah. But it, like you're, yeah, you're, you're still kind of pointing towards like one of the greatest practical effects movies of all time. Um, but even then, yeah. like, there's still like levels in that movie where it's like there is uncanny valley in a, and like, oh, that's that's really this character, and then all of a sudden we cut away and we come back and it's not that person. That's a prop body, like, because they, like
0: that's that's not a real chest that opened, obviously. Yeah. But like, I'm caught in the moment of going, oh, yeah. So. Whereas in this situation, you know. I got caught
1: in the moment of like Ryan Reynolds' blood being poured out of his mouth type of thing. I can get caught up in both because right. special effects have come along far enough that like. Just because I know something not to be true or real doesn't mean it's not there because, like, that is just what storytelling has been. Like, Jaws was just a giant shark face for most of that movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And even then, it wasn't there for most of the movie. And yet I'm still scared of that shark. And I'm scared of sharks because of that movie. Even though mm-hmm. I can clearly tell there's, 70 scene, there's many scenes in that movie where I'm like, that's not real. That's not a real thing.
0: Right. I guess I'm just trying to say, like, I was in kind of, like, a having a fun time with the movie. But movie not space, being scary, too. Yeah, even though oh, it's, yeah, like, it's being scary for a lot of it. And I then know. the only thing that I found actually, like, weird was the final, like, 25 seconds or I, something.
1: Man, okay, so this is not a movie... I don't scare easily. Like I'm just watching the fair street movies and I find them fun, but I didn't find them scary. I watched like the new it movies and I'm like, Oh, these are fun, but they're not scary at all.
0: Well, yeah, we've, we've been calling them like fun house horror. I kind of put
1: this movie in the same level of like, I don't find anything scary about this movie. Like there's no jump scares or things that actually make me sit and be scared. Like uh, another movie would make me actually scared. Like to my bone, I'd walk into a dark room and I'm terrified situation. But yeah. I still can have fun in a horror movie because horror movies are not always just about being scary. They're sometimes about horrific things happening. Mm-hmm. And so this is a movie that kind of sits for me in like, oh, this is in the camp of this is horrific things happening. Not a horror sure. and like that I'm walking away being scared. Whereas like the thing kind of scares me because it's like that idea of like how do I know that you're a person and how do you know I'm a person and not like the thing. Like that stuff like freaks me out.
0: Oh, the in the thing? Like yeah. the doppelganger yes. type stuff? Oh, okay, yeah. Like it's just a scary idea. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So, or like someone you know is now acting different. Or like yeah, exactly. Like
1: that, this thing could be anywhere. Like that. That's there's some scary elements to that movie that are actually scary to me, as Funny. well as the horror. Er,
0: early in this movie, I wondered if this thing was going to like go inside that mouse and control it, and then it's just like no, it just crushed that mouse and like ate it, and it's yes. like oh,
1: okay. that is more realistic too, though, right?
0: Yeah. Why would it? Why would it have that power? It's like I don't know. It's a Martian. Like Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, it's just it's just gonna crush Yeah, I
1: don't find this movie scary and I would not show it to somebody who's like, Oh, you wanna watch a scary movie and this is a movie I'd throw in type of thing.
0: Uh-huh. So like there's the drowning in your own suit thing, like sounds yeah. awful, but it wasn't exactly like ticking like Whoa, boxes. There is one like, shot. Was...
1: There's one shot that I actually kinda got like claustrophobic for. There's a first person shot of this ad, that astronaut who her like fluid in her suit gets broken because of her, her coolant with kelvin is starting to leak into, into her, her face suit. shield um yeah. and there's a shot of going through and it's a in it's a first person shot of her perspective as like she's trying to move but this fluid in 0 degree is moving around her face blocking her vision and i was yeah. thinking like already i was like here's somebody who's nearly drowning and also doesn't have a, like obscuring your vision you're in space for me like the obscuring her vision like that stuff right there was like the idea that that did freak me out because it's you, you've seen The Gray right, like Liam Neeson's The Gray.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: one of the most horrific death scenes in that movie. Happens in like, that movie is just like a big series of horrific horrific death ways to die. But the one of the worst ones is the guy who drowns with like two inches of water above his face to clear, and he can't get to it. Like he can't get up. Like he gets trapped under I the river. I forget
0: why that happens, but I he falls in the that, river and yeah. he, his
1: foot gets caught under a log or something like that. And he's reached swimming up, and his arms can reach out, but he can't pull his face. And he dies, like, two or three inches just below the surface of the river. And you're like... Right. That's terrifying to me. The idea, like... That's the
0: worst way to drown.
1: And so for her, (laughs) in space, like... Here she is going through these, like trying to not panic. She's drowning and she's trying to do something because her salvation. And this thing is
0: like on her person, like yeah. this this weird creature. And is her on like, her. yeah.
1: And her salvation is just the other side of this door that she can't just open up because horrific things will happen. Like that, like yeah. that that sequence did like can freak me out. I didn't think this one especially freaked me out, but like there's stuff in it that was like this is
0: yeah a good idea. And then it has a a good dramatic turn of just kind of like. Her deciding not to endanger everything and yeah. try to like leave with it, but it jumps off and yeah. it's just like ah, we're back into trouble town with yeah. this Calvin guy. Exactly, <laughs> he's just no good. <laughs> he is just no good. Uh, so, yeah, he's wily. He's definitely wily. So yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was that movie. Um, MVPs, I guess, for the movie. I felt really lame about mine, but I'll 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 go. <laughs> Uh, I just chose Jake because I like Jake and he was <laughs> he was trying to be a hero and then he had to be covered in weird rubber tendrils at the end. And he did well at conveying the awfulness of that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I generally I like him as an actor. I don't feel this like got to be one of his greatest characters or anything, but I was happy he was he was there uh, contributing solid points to the whole thing oh yeah so, no I, yeah. the
1: cast the the top three build for me in this movie are were all like brought their a-game i felt like even ryan was having like he was he's was treading that line of being like oh there's sarcastic ryan reynolds but also like doing a pretty decent job of being pretty aggressively angry and like trying to
0: appropriately angry yeah. at, at freaky things and... yeah yeah so i thought i thought
1: yeah. all three of the top build people were pretty good yeah movie. i don't know
0: if i clarified like it was kind of him that's like we need to get into that room and get that dude out of there when like it's like maybe we can't like you should probably leave it sealed and that's firewall one kind of thing you know so he decides to try to do something good and it works out real bad for everybody yes (laughs) but yeah Yeah, because
1: if they just left that guy to die the thing would have been trapped in there forever like it wouldn't have gotten out
0: which would be terrible but they'd have one dead astronaut instead of what all of them? A crashed space station and the creature gets into the, the Earth. ocean. Yeah, well, he's on Earth, like he's <laughs> on Earth, yeah. our planet. Yeah, yeah. And he can eat
1: anything in the ocean and all the humans and all the stuff. Like, yeah, he's,
0: if that thing ate a whale, just imagine. So <laughs> there's gonna be a sick kaiju in a future movie. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> life, know. life two is is a
1: very different film. It's Godzilla yeah. to the rescue situation. Um, yeah, Biolanti
0: two. It's it's happening. Well, no,
1: hey, there was a time when TriStar, which is owned by Sony. Got to make so it could be Zilla making its return to finally mm-hmm. take down Calvin. But Calvin would still probably win because Zilla's been confirmed to be a lame Godzilla. So. Oh, just
0: absorb him too, yeah. and then it'd be even bigger. Yeah, it'd be exactly. you know, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, maybe uh, there's something about his radioactiveness that would keep it away. That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, we'd have to write something. M- but
1: but even that Zilla was not that radioactive. Like I'm talking about I'll like figure. the oh the, the oh you're talking about Zilla Zilla. So I said Zilla. Uh,
0: uh, there was the nuclear tests and things. There was, but, but yeah, they didn't it's not really like his establish heart, like was a reaction. It didn't have atomic breath.
1: It like <laughs> did it, it was just a giant iguana. Like that's what it was.
0: Essentially, it was essentially a giant iguana. Yeah. That's true. Anyways, <laughs> um, I still like that movie.
1: Yeah, I do too. It's fun. Roland Emmerich, right? So, um, okay. So my MVP goes to and I kind of nailed. Like you kind of talked about it right out the gate, so I try to what, move on, but for mine was uh, John Extrand who did the music to this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it brought a level of like intensity, but like hitting the right notes that was like, these are good solemn musical references to similar music that would, I would have heard in like 2001, but you made like a poppier, shorter version of it. And like, okay, there's like so a you get depth.
0: some grandeur of space business, but then also... But it's still Twin a horror monster. movie. Like, I still get that horror movie <laughs> yeah. element.
1: So I'm just like, okay, this is kind of great. And I sat there. I really like the score to this movie. I think it's, like, a pretty solid score. This person has not done anything, really. Like, this is a person who has done mid-tier films, and the biggest movie they've done is Life. And the other one oh. that I know is Borg and McEnroe. They did, too. Uh but it's not a movie, like, they've not done big movies. Oh,
0: that, like, short thing?
1: The... No, that was... Uh, that's Seven Days in Hell that you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. This I thought Borg you meant the Island, like, tennis parody. No, okay. like, Borg vs. McEnroe is a movie uh, with Shia LaBeouf playing Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was supposed yep. to be good. I just never... i never seen it, but it's people like it. Anyways. Um, yeah, he's just, like, he lives in his home country, uh, he's actually from uh, sweden and i think he makes he works largely on swedish films but ah. cuz i hear i am reading all these english titles and being like i've never heard of any of these movies right type of well
0: thing. hopefully he gets some more gigs cuz yeah he did like in in my like final through the porthole like scene he he does some great like scary business <laughs> underneath all of that to make that moment land more yeah. so yeah yeah so i although I quite... it also like I mean, I guess I was slow to the party on the switcheroo with the spaceships. But, again, once the score started happening with these fishermen, I was like, well, that's not going to be Rebecca Ferguson having a good time, is it? <laughs> like, it was a little, you know, yeah. okay, I, I see the hand that's about to be played. It's not going to be fun. But, For sure. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, anyways, that's my MVP.
0: Okay. Um, I have a question that's not related to anything. I just feel weirdly... Like uppity about it, and I want to talk about it briefly. <laughs> okay. uh, it's a pretty simple question about another filmmaker. Uh, we haven't really encountered any of his work, uh, but how do you feel about Zack Snyder, the, the oh, director? Man. Yeah.
1: So we might get into hot water on this one but if if people are, are out there listening to us because he has he has a powerful, boisterous movement of fans out there that will move Hollywood. What's
0: going on with that?
1: (laughs) That will move Hollywood to make, to spend an additional $70 million on the blockbuster failing that was already a $400 million movie. Yeah. To release a super indulgent, like ultimate cut four hour plus ultimate cut. That is actually is better, but that's not saying much already because it's Justice League. Zack Snyder, what do I think about Zack Snyder? I think Dawn of the Dead, his remake, is goofy fun. Okay. But that's the only Zack Snyder film I actually like. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, I might have to put. Like, I kind of felt we were on the similar page, and I want to, like, assert this position because I feel humanity has lost its way on <laughs> Zack Snyder and they're starting to talk about him in strange ways that are just like okay but like I just heard you talking mess about Michael Bay and but Zack Snyder's worse like he's what you're making fun of yeah. like I don't like here's the thing I like, don't know Michael Bay
1: like he doesn't exist outside
0: of his own box he knows
1: exactly the type of movie he makes yeah and he's not trying to like speak like wax poetic about anybody? Well, he's not trying to wax poetic about being an auteur or like being a great filmmaker, or a great storyteller or any of these things that Zack yeah. Snyder talks about himself in these ways where he thinks of himself as James Cameron for modern filmmaking. And you're right. like, Michael B is like I know what I do. I make five Transformers films, and they <laughs> subsequently get worse as you go
0: along. I'm showing up for these paychecks to make these robot films. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. Like. And they're super indulgent and too long. And there's bad. And that has been day one. Action, like that's day one business. for him. Like, like I yeah. guess not.
1: Bad Boys. Bad Boys one's a clean like hour and forty five minute movie. But like The Rock yeah. is two hours and twenty minutes. And like Armageddon is like way too long. Pearl Harbor is way too long. <laughs>
0: Oh, Armageddon. Yeah, but like at least again.
1: at least with those movies, there's a level of enjoyment that you can
0: have in them sure there's a way whereas i haven't found that way with like a lot of the the one that like broke me was sucker punch a bit i was gonna get
1: into that in a second but let's just go through them because i do want to get sucker punch because that's the one that broke both of us
0: the one that like broke big in a way i wasn't anticipating was 300 where it was like oh people are like unironically stoked on this gerard butler kicking people movie and it's it's, the slow motion the film It was slow. Yeah. Like, we both walked out. I of like one- slow motion. I'm 19 at this point in time. I love Max Payne and The Matrix. Like I get it, but something about this recipe wasn't like a hundred percent. But it was like everywhere. Was three hundred? Was
1: year. 2006 or 2007? Six. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh
1: wait. Man, was it, I'm, I'm... it was February. It was February.
0: Um, anyways, no, I'm, I'm second guessing myself now. Cause I know Grindhouse was seven and it was the same year as that. Wasn't it? Uh, was it? I'm just gonna look it up really quick.
1: Anyways, Zack Snyder is a guy who I, I was impressed by his level of violence that he put into, um, Dawn of the dead, Dawn of the dead. But yeah. then when you go back and watch it, you're like, Oh, a lot of this is gratuitous, like super over the top. Like this is the, uh, this is the child in a grown man's body that is allowed to have unlimited amounts of money and thinks that, like, demon zombie babies is the funniest thing, but, like, not in a oh trauma way. Not in a trauma way. I was going like... to
0: bring up the baby, too, because it was, like, the trashiest decision that movie makes is, like, zombie baby that yeah. we have to then kill. But that's the thing. Which is like, is,
1: trauma, yeah. trauma does this all the time. Like, they do, like, this type of, like... Trashy. Trashy, yeah. schlocky thing, but they're doing it fully intentionally, whereas he's doing it, like, shockingly. Like, he's trying to, like do something or, or something. something. I don't know, man. I can't, yeah. I try to understand him as a person. I try to understand the world, why they love him so much. Yeah. So he <laughs> did Dawn of the dead, which I think both of us like Dawn of the dead, at least a little bit.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I kind of had no expectations for it and it was like, Hey, Ving Rams is here. And yeah. like <laughs> has a guy... good solid
1: opening. It does have a pretty solid opening. Like it's just like, yeah, a tranquil morning. They wake up and then the kid um, is a zombie. <laughs> starts eating the dad.
0: Who's the guy, like the dad from modern family. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Like, like, Ty forever just the worst established is just like this total chode in that movie. And then it's like, no, he's like a fun, friendly dad. And it's like, I saw him like betray everybody. Like, I don't know. I don't know about this guy, uh, but okay. But then
1: 300 hit. And I, you and I didn't see this together. Cause we didn't know each other yet. I mm-hmm. walked out of 300 being like, what is everyone getting a hard-on for this movie for? Because it's literally well, just... it, like,
0: blew up. It, like, exceeded box office predictions. Yeah. Like, it made way more money than anybody was talking well, about at that time. and point. I made the
1: joke right off the bat walking out of being like, oh, that's a 45-minute movie, but then all he did was put everything at point 0.5.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I kind of, like, on some base level don't mind, like, in a video gamey type way, like, just like, sword slash cut and then it goes to slow-mo as he cuts through that dude yeah. and then it goes fast for a little bit and then he stabs another guy and you're just like michael fastbender okay. is in that movie huh he totally is that's true
1: yeah okay but then here's here's where it actually fell apart for me because i was like okay 300 got overblown then he got assigned to make the watchman which again yeah. people love they get a giant heart on for it but i'm like what genuine comic book fan of the comic book is actually a fan of this movie because All the subtext that Alan Moore hid in the, like, dialogue and in, like, the hints, he's just, like, plasters it on screen. So, like, there's this, like, long rumor that Comedian hints at in the book about him being in – he was on in Dallas in November in 1965 or whatever it was, 63. 63. (laughs) When, <laughs> and he makes the yeah. comment, like, oh, weren't you in Dallas? And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He makes the comment. But Zack Snyder's solution to this comment is, let's put a slow-mo opening shot of the comedian sniping the back of the head of this president and, like, show the slow-mo version From, from the grassy knoll and yeah. have,
0: like, essentially actual jfk dying on screen for you in the credits In the credits and it's just like 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 the trashiest way you could have done that oh yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: and 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 on top of it all too like the next thing was like the rape scene which was always implied in the comics like uh where sally jupiter's mom uh gets is raped by like the comedian and stuff like that he just like kind of goes full bore for it i don't Mm. know I, I sat there being like, also just for me, the casting of that movie is completely off. Like All I sat there. the, yeah. I sat there being yeah. like, I fan casted this movie before it came out. I was like, get Sylvester Stallone as the comedian, not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey or, Dean Morgan is- We were just
0: questioning like age decisions. Like it just seemed like classic sexism Hollywood stuff. i just like, oh yeah, Carla Gugino, she's like the old lady. And I was like, what? No, what are you like talking like, Sally about? Jupiter, Jupiter in the book is
1: already, like, past
0: her prime.
1: She's in her, like, like 40s. Yeah, like, early yeah, 40s. Yeah. And so we're sitting here being like, you just young casted everybody. I would have put Patrick Wilson in that movie, 100%. But I would have sure. put him as Dr. Manhattan and not CGI up his body. Like, I uh. had this weird muscle man situation. Like, just he had that long, slender look that we saw in Little Children. And yeah. my favorite casting was uh, John Cusack as Dan. Just because like right. that sad sack middle aged dude that that John Cusack could hit the head on, mm-hmm. anyways. But then they 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 just young casted it. Matthew Good as like this skinny scrawny guy playing like Ozzy Mandeus, and somehow I'm supposed to believe he can take down, like physically take down anybody. Like I just I, yeah. I, I despise. I think it's a, a, not a good movie. I, think. I mean,
0: th- this is where I I I get with him. Like I'm not a big DC guy, so his his phase of I mean. That's not entirely fair. I grew up liking Christopher Reeve movies and everything. Well, yeah, I would make the
1: argument that you love Superman, those Superman-Batman movies.
0: I guess so. You know what? (laughs) I'll stick to that then. Like, this is part of this, too. Like, the thing with him versus Michael Bay, I don't care about Transformers, so you can mess with that. Okay. He's getting close to, like, all these things that I do like a lot. And the most recent, like, thing that set me off this time was, like... He made some comment about, like, yeah, I should make a Rick and Morty movie. And the Rick and Morty people weren't like, ugh, no, get the hell away from our property. It was, yeah, that sounds great. And I just couldn't deal with that because yeah. I don't want that to happen at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't la- allow that to be. Oh, just you know? an
1: unironic un- Rick and Morty movie would be the worst movie in the entire just, world.
0: I, yeah, I don't want him near it. <laughs> so and then- he's already been near all this other stuff that it's just like. Yeah, kind of messed up Superman, messed up Watchmen thoroughly. Oh, man. Like, I don't have much love for the legends, the Owls of Gahool, but, like, I like owls. Yeah, yeah. So
1: So Sucker Punch, because I could go on forever about DC. Like, I walked, I got a screening pass to see Man of Steel, and I walked out of the movie theater, and there's a Warner representative there. And I laid into them about this representation oh, no. of Superman. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, was made sure like to be very clear to them. Like I know you didn't do anything, but you want my feedback. And I was like, I was for me at the end of the day, I was like, I understand why Superman makes the choices he does in this movie. The worst writing decision they did was to make Jonathan Kent, like Clark Kent's dad, just this amoral a hole who is just <laughs> like, like he literally oh. gets mad at his son for saving a busload of kids, and he's like, How right. dare was, you do that? Yes. And you're like. He's Superman. Of course he's going to do that. And he asks his dad, like, what should I do? He's like, I don't know. Maybe you should have let them drown. And you're like, what? Like, maybe don't do
0: anything. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. what? This is, of Thanks, course... Kevin you're... Costner. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> of course this is going to build a universe of superheroes I'm not excited for. And guess what? It built a universe of superheroes I'm not excited for. It wasn't until Shazam and Aquaman came up and they said, we're going to kind of ignore the aesthetic of before and just do our own thing now that I'm like, right. oh, I can now get on board because... James Ma James James Wan made a Batman and Robin movie on a large scale.
0: That movie looked way silly and crazy, and it didn't seem to like mesh with the like moody. Oh, not at all. He completely ignored it. Stubbly. It is colorful,
1: romping like Indiana Jones fun with like crazy silly things like the set designs and the costumes like literally remind me of batman and robin like no joke batman and robin (laughs) but like everyone loved it so i was like oh okay guys there's potential to batman and robin and then like Shazam is just like oh we're just gonna lead into this like oh yeah I actually fun really family enjoy time the tone of that yeah.
0: it's really weirdly long but I still enjoyed it yeah you know like it it has a good group of characters and stuff so yeah the, the his his dark moody version of the DC situation just wasn't I never saw Batman versus Superman which like, is fun I've avoided some of his
1: again you talk about here. Michael Bay being an indulgent like Man of Steel's two hours and twenty minutes. Then he released the Donna's Justice like Batman versus Superman. The theatrical cut's two and a half. His director's cut is three hours. (laughs) Then Justice League comes out and like Justice League is a nightmare. Oh of a no, movie. dude!
0: I think that's what it was. There was some dark weekend where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Batman versus Superman. But the only cut I could find was like this super long thing. I was like, I'm like barely want to give you my time at all, so I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> like I got like insulted. I uh,
1: I did rewatch it like the the three hour cut before I watched his four hour cut. So when I say that like I think just his Justice League is better than the thing they release in theaters. Yeah. It's like the difference between a 3 and a 5. Like it sure. is like that is better, but it's not good. It's 4 okay. hours of overindulgent nonsense. Like it is hot garbage. Ugh. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about his punch.
0: original work, Sucker Punch, which uh, like I don't know, it's like slow motion like music videos. Which we were tied excited together. for.
1: We liked those trailers.
0: I like video games. No, no, like Nathan,
1: <laughs> yeah. you and I were legit excited. Like I remember those trailers happening. I was like, "Oh, this could be fun!" Like, yeah. Um, like there's a it was a killer. It was Silver Sun Pickups it had that a big song that came out with that trailer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man!" Like samurai swords, giant samurai robots, and like weird, like crazy Nazis. Like I was like, "This movie right. looks gonzo."
0: I, and John Hamm was in it. I yeah. think I was stoked about that because yes. it was a big Mad Men thing. Well, and Oscar but,
1: Isaacs is in it, but we didn't know who he was at the time, but he's in it in a big
0: way, too. Sure, sure. I think it was, like, partway through the movie when it's extremely obvious what's happening. Yeah. And the movie is kind of, like, acting like it's got a twist for you. Yes. <laughs> towards the end of it, and it's just like... No, like they're in a insane asylum and they're not. This isn't happening. Yes. Like the crazy train orbiting Jupiter or Saturn or whatever, where they were fighting all those robots. Guess what? That didn't happen. And I was like, N- Yeah, I know, I know. Like, of course. And it's like, No, no. Like, we gotta explain this to you. This is a bit surreal. No, it's the get, way. It, get ready.
1: <laughs> Zach Zach does sit in my brain the same way that jo- James Cameron sits in my brain as somebody who thinks he has a deep self-importance like, to himself.
0: I got a genius screenplay right <laughs> yes, here. Exactly. And you're just like. Oh, okay. Like he, like he, uh, like he
1: has a deep self importance when he talks about himself and the things that he should, the properties he should get involved with. Like there was recently an interview where he just like, it's the, it's the interview you're talking about where he talked about Rick and Morty. Like he talked about mm-hmm. all these properties he'd love to work with one day. And like, for me the MCU popped up on this list and I was like, no, no, please, please don't
0: Kevin Feige. Kevin, don't take that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. That's
1: a phone call you hang up on because that's how you end your universe because I don't even want to see, like, someone's, like, saying, like, oh, he'd make a great Daredevil movie. Like, no, he wouldn't. He'd make a terrible Daredevil movie because he'd make <laughs> Daredevil, an, like, a, a moraless, heartless, amoral a-hole. And he'd make everything gray. And you're like, that's not, you're like, oh, that's what happens in Daredevil. Like, it's not what happens in Daredevil. Daredevil's about a man who struggles with his faith while he also wants to murder criminals. Like, that's what that's <laughs> about. He didn't do Batman well. He, he literally gave Batman a gun and he said, go kill people. And you're like, that's not who Batman is. Yeah. Batman's the guy who uh, can get the job done despite the weapons. Like ah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, There's just no subtlety or nuance that he can like and when it doesn't require it, I guess that's fine. Like I don't actually even mind what happened with 300 cuz that's like just pulpy blood. Oh, it's Frank anyway. Miller.
1: Like it's Frank Miller story. Like so it is just like pulpy nonsense simple words like yeah, get him to direct more Frank Miller movies. I'd be fine with this a, a, a Sin City directed by Zack Snyder. That sounds like a sure. good movie why like, not <laughs> yeah like that's like, what just i want
0: fence him over there <laughs> i don't want him near all this stuff that i'm actually like enjoying because that's just a waste of everybody's time and like he but, yeah. owns
1: the world right now nathan like like because like the the like despite warner brothers best efforts to not to bury this four-hour justice league cut it was a huge yeah. hit it was a massive massive oh, hit oh
0: gosh. I looked at it before this and it was like eight point one, you guys, <laughs> like on IMDb. It was just like, oh, my litmus test. Did I didn't know this was happening. Like, somebody needs to be a snarky sour sack about Zack Snyder again, and I'm willing to do that because we can't. Like, go watch Sucker Punch. It's so off. For me, cover. it's Army
1: of the Dead. Like, I tried watching Army of the Dead. Like, tried, and I 55-minute ruled it, and I can't believe I even made it that long because nothing happens, and I'm just waiting for something to happen, and when it starts happening, I'm like, oh, I'm not having fun. And I'm I'm happy to see that, like, I'm not wrong because it is 5.8 on – to be yeah. so, his fans like there was
0: some like as I was going down this like okay people don't like that and then I got to a few where I was like all right you guys come on <laughs> like, yeah. what are, what is happening? but
1: here's the thing it doesn't matter if it's five point eight because like Army of the Dark Army of the Dead was the biggest movie that Netflix has ever released like those are their biggest oh, okay. numbers
0: just for views or yeah, something I saw views. the running time and was just like man I can't do that no for <laughs> views like of... they
1: they announced it's like the biggest movie that they've ever released is that all right. Which I assume, I think, that'll be broken this year. There's a movie called Red Notice coming out later this year that stars The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. And it's like a big espionage thriller.
0: And th- that's debuting th- at home?
1: Yeah, at Netflix. I, th- I think this will be a short-lived like title that he owns. But right now, okay. he is like, blank check Hollywood situation. Yeah,
0: success story, Zack Snyder.
1: Uh-huh. So here's the thing. Yeah, You and I, we, when we set out to do this podcast, we wanted to be very intentional about like, because sometimes you yes. and I can in pers- our personal conversations can rag on things we don't love and get really caught up in things yeah. we don't love. But we wanted I to know. really like focus on the positive on this show. That's why we always have an MVP. So even if there's a movie we don't love, we want to have an MVP. But, but both of us can't say more firmly how much like Zack Snyder is not a good filmmaker. Oh, and yeah, Nathan for I feel Nathan so
0: sour. But here's yeah.
1: the thing: for me to sit here and hear Nathan say good things by Michael Bay instead is crazy to me because Nathan oh, does not like I
0: rag on him too but like I know why <laughs> you know I don't know and there's things there's exceptions to the rule with him where it's just like okay he played within his zone he found a thing like a uh, pain and gain is, like, yeah. the perfect material for him to oh, execute it is,
1: upon? It is, like, it's, like, somebody finally, like, trimmed up the perfect Michael Bay screenplay, where, like, like the where writer it's like knew exactly what they were doing. It's, like,
0: and crude and terrible. It's, like, no, that's perfect, because this happened in this awful true crime story. Oh, yeah. great. well, well and the writer,
1: then. like, perfectly captured, like, like, Michael Bay's voice, but, and, like, allowed it to become this ironic, hilarious movie that has something to say. But, like, you can then still use all the Bayisms, and it wouldn't right. take away from it. Pain and Gain's great. Like you and I went and saw that movies in theaters, and we like. I'm trying
0: to think like what would be like the perfect subject matter for Zack Snyder to just ruin, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> you know, like it would fit his brand of awful. Thunder, Thundercats. I think Thunder Thundercats. Cats.
1: He can go. He can go ruin Thundercats. I wouldn't care. Or He Man. Sure. He Man Masters of the Universe is another one. There you like, go. Yeah, like, they okay. insulted the
0: Ghostbusters that. To one be fair, time, he so... kind of
1: did. He He, he- Man might be perfect for him because it is like a bare chested three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, he would make like a hard R version of He Man, and there would be people that love it. But I would hope He Man fans would be like, "Oh, this is terrible!" Like, (laughs) like give me that dolphin Right, yeah, muscled sword
0: dudes. Just get back to what you're good at. I guess. I I don't. I don't know. I
1: don't know, man. He keeps getting rewarded, and I'm so tired of it. Did you know they filmed a prequel to Army of the Dead before Army of the Dead came out, and that comes out later later this year? I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so there's two of them. No, there's like a uh, giant
1: franchise because the movie uh, hints at robots and aliens in the universe. In the worst – everyone's like – when I – okay, before watching this movie – I was reading online, oh. people being like, oh, pay attention to the Easter eggs around aliens and, and robots. And I was watching it being like, I was hoping that they gonna, like, oh, like, they're going to be subtle. They're not subtle at all. In the first five minutes, there's literally like a military base. <laughs> and then there's literally like a spaceship that flies across the screen in the most like, oh, there's a spaceship. And then like later in the movie, he's, they're killing zombies and some of them have robot heads and they're exploding. And you're like, this isn't subtle. Like this isn't what subtle Easter eggs are, guys. These are just oh, there.
0: Now I just feel like I need to justify why I think other movies are good, <laughs> you know. It's like I like Planet Terror and think it's fun, but I'm not saying you can't ever do trashy, schlocky, violent nonsense. It's just that I don't know. It's just there's like a subtlety of tones or something that he has missing, a self-importance. Or...
1: He has a self-importance that I think comes into his art, where he uh-huh. he like I think he's indulgent, whereas like. He's indulgent in, like, a selfish way, whereas, like, Robert Rodriguez in Planet Terror is indulgent in a selfless way. He's giving the audience what he really thinks they want.
0: And it's, like, 90 minutes maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas this is, like, I'm going to waste your time, but I don't think I'm wasting your time. I'm rewarding your time. Yeah, with that's heart. exactly
1: the attitude. Whereas, like, Robert Rodriguez <laughs> yeah. Robert Rodriguez knows he, what exactly what he's getting into, which is just a silly, fun romp of a movie. He knows he's <sighs> not making an, important films.
0: For some reason, like, with all the nonsense that's in Sucker Punch, the scene that, like, broke my mind was the, like, head of the asylum is, like, this, like, Henry Kissinger-looking guy with, like, a cigar and this, like, rap music starts playing while he walks slowly in slow motion. I think that's Oscar Just speed this up. You're wasting my time. I think that's Oscar Isaacs. He works at the asylum, but he's not like this big like boss guy. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's just like little details and flourishes that I just find like you're just wasting time. Like, what are we doing? This movie doesn't need to be this long. Things like this. Or this isn't a clever twist. This is obvious. Please stop talking like it's a secret. I don't no. know. Uh, yeah. I think I might still own that. I don't oh, know. I need did, to go wait, look at my collection. Sarker no, Bites? I think I might have got it from a cast off. I don't know from you, but somebody. No, I somebody. never.
1: I've I I have like stopped buying his movies intentionally after Watchmen.
0: Okay. Okay. And, like, and that was after Watchmen. So I, and I even why? Watchmen like
1: I did. I only bought it because there are good sequence like visual sequences that are from the book. I I still think it's a terrible adaptation, but I never actually gave him money. I went and bought it used because I didn't want, like, anyone to get my money for this.
0: Somehow it was in my possession for an amount of time, but I never watched it again, (laughs) so at least there's that. But anyway, sorry for all the Zack Snyder fans out there. Although, I guess we're kind of saying, like, you're a little delusional and you need to wake up, but (laughs) sorry. (laughs) You know, it's uh, just how it is. Um, Yeah. Anyway, questions, man. I think uh, we
1: spent just as much time talking about life as we did talk about our anchor towards. I,
0: <laughs> I had this in my craw. I couldn't not deal with it. So right. thank you, everybody. All right. uh, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have a question for us or some Zack Snyder feedback, uh, email Ryan at OKV- or email me Nathan at OKVIO.ca. I broached that topic or Ryan at OKVIO.ca. Uh, we'll we'll discuss it, or you can tweet us at OK Video Podcast. But if you're tweeting us, tweet us with the thought of I'm gonna have this read on the show, not I'm just mad at what they say. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, no, if somebody us. if
1: somebody actually tweeted at us, we'd still read it, even if it's just anger towards us.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Uh, next week we are looking at Supernova, uh, directed by Thomas Lee, which isn't a person. Uh, that is uh, Walter Hill, Jack Shoulder, and Francis Ford Coppola, because nobody wanted credit for this movie. Uh, It was written by David C. Wilson, and it takes place in space, so I believe it qualifies. Uh, Until then, I'm Nathan. And I'm Ryan. Bye-bye for now.